It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello there. This is the 6th of September, the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets and finance and startups. I'm Nadine Blaney and uh, Andrew. Andrew, welcome. How are you? Good day. Good. Yeah, Monday. Well, it's a, it's a Monday. It's the start of a new <laughs> week. Um, look, I don't know. I'm actually feeling a little more optimistic, to be honest, after what well, was, you know, it was quite a good weekend. Um, relaxing, of course, because you've got no other choice. But I'm just getting the sense with where we're at with COVID, there's a bit more of a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you get that sense? Well, I think that any plan is a good plan right now, don't you think? Well, you know, with uh, more vaccines coming into the country. Uh, more vaccines, yeah. More people getting vaccinated. Talking uh, about borders opening. Some of the um, some of our leaders talking essentially from the same page. I think, you know, coordination is looking a little better. Um, I don't know. It's just maybe it's just me, but I'm just feeling a little more optimistic. I'm going to go these. with you on that one. Um, look, I had an interesting conversation with Grant Wilson from Exante Data to end this session. It's always an interesting one, but he said the next conversation that we need to start having is about the vaccinated economy, the vaccinated economy, and how it will be impacted by the unvaccinated economy. You can listen to that website at. Uh, that interview, it's up on the website or the app. That was an interesting one. And we're just scratching the surface of all of the implications of this pandemic um, for the economy, for politics, um, pretty much every aspect of life going forward. But let's hang on to your positivity. Uh, we saw the market today, the local market. Look, it finished in negative territory. Was it, well, it was a pretty line ball call, actually. Yeah, up it was by about a tenth flat, of a percent. But it was a good comeback. It sure was. It was down by 1% you know, early in the session. Yeah, I think, look, the big drag on, on the broader market at the moment, well, today was Fortescue Metals. That really dragged the miners down, of course, because it went ex-dividend. Uh, it was off some 10% at one point there. Um, and uh, also the energy sector was uh, was off as well uh, with a lower oil price. Well, I just saw a headline flash across um, Reuters on that one. So, yeah. WTI crude was down more than $1 to 68.25 late in this Australian session after deep Saudi price cuts mm. are signaling demand concerns. We saw that, I suppose, reflected to a certain degree in that economic data in the US on Friday. But um, to your point about Fortescue, not just was it trading ex-dividend, but Dali and Iron Ore almost limit down. Iron Ore is down over 5% as we are watching Chinese port stocks hitting Four-month pinks, so yeah, Dalian down to that seven-month low. Eek! Yeah, it's the broader picture, I guess, globally what we're seeing with COVID uh, runs counter to what I've just said as far as optimism is concerned. Uh, <laughs> oh. But no, we did see a bit of pessimism, obviously, out of the US on Friday night, uh, clearly with those jobs numbers. 
uh, yeah, the background there, obviously, just as far as the broader economy and, and the effect that Delta is having. Uh, of course, that, that was good for the Aussie dollar. Uh, the greenback came off. The Aussie staged a bit of a comeback. And a bit of buying today as well. There's a lot uh, riding on tomorrow's RBA interest rate decision. It's not so much that we're expecting any big surprise, clearly, in terms of rates. It's more about that taper now. Yep, Will absolutely. it be pushed back? Um, look, another sector that actually did well today was gold. Now, of course, that's um, you know it's been really underperforming. And I spoke to a couple of different people today, uh, Nathan Somersundram from Deep Data Analytics and also Peter O'Connor from Shore Partners, both really liking gold, seeing a lot of value there at the moment. Uh, so I guess it you know yet to transpire exactly how that picture plays out in the States. But obviously... Dare I say that word stagflation? That has come up a couple of mm-hmm. times too today, particularly where you're seeing you know inflation continue to rise and growth stalling. Um, so that's one sector to watch. In fact, uh, Nathan, you know, gave us a, a couple of stocks to watch just as far as Northern Star is seeing that as great value at the moment in the gold sector. Also, he likes the ag sector as well. We've all got to eat, Nadine. Um, and, Don't uh, I know it, Andrew? There's a bit of supply concern there globally too, so he's seeing some uh, some good buying opportunity in the ag sector, such as uh, elders, for instance. Yeah, well, I mean, food inflation is at a decade high, um, so that is one also, uh, you know, macro factor that we're watching with much interest. It's uh, it's also, you know, it's that time of year where we have a lot of wash up from reporting season. And we spoke with John Lockton from Wilson's Advisory. Did you? Was that you? That was me. Yeah, no, that was a good conversation. In fact, uh, really interesting that he's broken this down. So he's, he's taken a look at the um, you know, Australian companies post-reporting season. So some guidance, some not. But he's broken this into three categories, basically. Those companies where you can look through the valley, in other words, through COVID, to the other side, seeing the opportunity there. Uh, his good example there is Qantas. Mm-hmm. And I think we heard a couple other people talking about Qantas. Julia, Julia Lee, yeah, just to end yeah. the session, Qantas is her buy right now. Um, just saying that it, it's going to be a positive growth story there for the company because we know we're going get to get through this. Um, so that's just as far as certainly travel-related stocks are concerned. Then there is those companies that have we peaked is it as good as it gets? And he cites some of the retailers here, uh, particularly uh, the supermarket chains, uh, where he's looking essentially that marginal spending is going to move to hospitality when we reopen fully. And his third category is those that are winners regardless of where we're at. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're constant winners, uh, such as the Dominoes and the Goodman Groups and ARB, where, where regardless of what's going on in the economy, they're going to be winners. Well, they don't have to listen to the interview anymore, do they? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, look, he actually mentions a lot more there, the stocks. But look, you should get onto it because... He's got a whole list of stocks that he goes through. He's really detailed. It's quite uh, yeah, interesting. He's, he's really um, forthcoming with sharing his insights. Oh, it's the end of a Monday. I think I've got a case of the giggles. Um, let's find out if the guys were laughing about the stock of the day, if it tickled their fancy or not. Mineral Resources, M-I-N is the ticker code. So Kashi sat down with Nathan Samasundram. Boy, we're using him a lot these days from Deep Data Analytics. And also Rob Cortlett from Macro Capital, who gives both a fundamental and technical view on companies. Let's listen to what they had to say. MinRes has a huge advantage over a lot of other iron ore plays because 
it's probably has the best INO exposure for a small cap. Uh, so it tends to be a fan favorite. Now the CEO, he's a dividing character. Some people love him, uh, some people don't. <laughs> and, and it kind of hurts their stock selection. Uh, so you kind of have to ignore that part. He gets his hands into the pies as things improve and he has a knack of getting out before things go a bit patient. So you have to take it seriously when he's selling out of lithium at this point. Here, it's actually not too bad, but I think there's still more downside. I wouldn't jump in and buy Minres here. So look, we'd agree with Nathan about um, you know not wanting to buy in at these levels. Um, you know, if we held it, we'd lighten it. They're doubling down on their iron ore play. You know, people have always looked at mineral resources and thought lithium, but really it's been all about the iron ore. I'm not sure if the viewers would remember, but back in October 2016, when mineral resources actually got their you know 5.4% stake in PLS, it was actually because of a dispute uh, and and trying to re resolve a royalty and offtakes disagreement. So that's how they got the stake. And iron ore probably isn't um, going to be going gangbusters anytime soon. If we had clients who were wanting to get exposure to either iron ore or lithium, we'd say uh, in iron ore, we'd probably prefer uh, grange resources. And if they wanted to get exposure to lithium, we'd point them towards um, PLS actually. And so, uh, just judging by that, I mean, you can listen to that entire stock of the day via one of our many um, distribution platforms, YouTube, we make it easy to digest there, or you can listen to the podcast in full, but bottom line, it's not going in the portfolio. Yeah, interesting there too, given that um, Mineral Resources sold off its stake in Pilbara Minerals mm -hmm. and it came off as a result of that. I had, um, Nadine, look, a bit of a geopolitical situation um, developing at the moment as far as Guinea, the country in West Africa, is concerned. A coup, a um, bit sketchy as to what's going on there, but that is clearly a bit of a worry for those Australian companies that are exposed there, Rio, Alcoa, Alumina. I mentioned Illumina because that's what it's all about as far as those companies are concerned uh, with bauxite mining. Mm -hmm. So that's a watching brief. It is. I, I had a small chat with Adam Dawes from Sean Partners about that one because Illumina, it's not just the disruption potentially in Guinea, but the aluminium price has hit 13-year highs. Yep. And so again today, Illumina is up by about 4%. Jessica Amir from Bell Direct said that that's one of the most traded companies on the platform. In fact, she said that according to the flows through the platform, we're on a commodities boom mm. once again. BHP, Rio, uh, the lithium plays in particular, and then um, Whitehaven Coal, Illumina. So you can listen to that. It's online as well. Um, yeah, just bear in mind too, so... Guinea and Australia are the two major bauxite producers. Yeah. They're selling into China. So that's that's really pivotal just as far as those companies are concerned. Really interesting. Um, and, and there are, of course, Australian companies operating in Guinea as well. I think we had a problem before with Resolute Mining. I believe it was Guinea. Was that Guinea? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Don't, don't take our words for it. We'll, we'll do our research tonight. Anyhow, um, I think, though, obviously stocks and equities are going to be really important throughout this week, but a lot of it, and the sentiment will be driven by central banks, not just the Reserve Bank, which we already detailed. And in the COB newsletter, we've got a bit of a guest writer joining us. Uh, Grant Wilson from Exante Data writes about the expectations for the RBA. But we've got ECB this week as well. Yeah, Bank of Canada. Bank of Canada as well. But I was poo-pooed earlier today when I mentioned that one, so I thought I'd stick with the ECB. <laughs> um, 
They are expected to announce a reduction in monthly purchases through that PEPP, the PEP program. So again, that's um, bringing up the specter of central bank divergence because now, of course, we're expecting the Fed to not announce the taper until later in the year. Some mm. in the wake of that jobs report saying September just too soon. Yeah, and that goes to what the Reserve Bank's likely to announce tomorrow as far as delaying its uh, reduction in um, asset purchases or you know keeping it on hold or even, as some suggested, increasing it. That's a bit of an outlier, mm. perhaps, view, but I have heard that a couple of times in the past week. Um, so, Nadine, uh, tonight not a lot to go on as far as the States is concerned because they've got the Labor Day holiday. Labor Day holiday, it's sort of the official end of summer uh, in North America. Kids go back to school and, uh, yeah, life continues on traditionally, a, a week, month for equities, but in this environment, who knows? Still plenty of money sloshing around. Still a bit of a, a Tina situation and a fear of missing out. Um, but all we can tell you is today Fortescue, Prometicus, which got a downgrade in Pilbara Minerals, were the worst performers here. And if we take a look at some of the best performers, if my uh, computer will cooperate, uh, as we mentioned, we had Illumina doing really well. We had Appen doing well and uh, Evolution Mining. So I think that covered all those themes. Yep. All right. So look forward to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope you're still list. optimistic tomorrow, Andrew. I hope everything cooperates, including the weather. I can see the sun out there right now. Yeah, there you go. Spring. I'm feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> Nadine, have a good night. You too.